Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil Alemin. Sallallahu aleyhi ve sellem ala seyyidina Muhammed ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ve sellem. Allahümme ce'al hâza el-bed'e fâtiheten khayrin ve bereketin mustifâretin min sünnetin nebi sallallahu aleyhi ve alihi ve sahbihi ve sellem. Uh, we begin tonight, inshallah, a new course based on uh, reading hadith from this work called At-Taj Al-Jami' Lil-Usool At-Taj Al-Jami' Lil-Usool Fi Ahadithi Al-Rasool Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Alaihi Wasallam From Al-Shaykh Mansur Ali Nasif Min Ulama Al-Azhar Al-Sharif Rahimahullah Ta'ala uh, and upon it is so the Sheikh Mansur Nasif he compiled this work as well as wrote a short commentary on it so this is one volume it's actually five volumes when we first began at the space of the Majlis we read from uh, one of the one of the parts of this so some of you are probably familiar with it so this is the text. On the top you see the hadith, on the bottom you see the commentary. And it's roughly like that. And uh, mashallah, this is, I don't know why, this this book and its, and its print have like a special place in my heart, subhanAllah. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless these gatherings and to give us tawfiq, inshallah, in them to learn and to practice and to increase and our love and following of the way of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wa sallam. As I mentioned uh, last Tuesday, I believe, this work compiles hadith from roughly five different sources. Um, and Bukhari and Muslim, Tirmidhi, Abu Dawood, and I want to say a nasai I'm not 100% sure uh, what the fifth one is. But uh, I can't remember right now if it's nasai or Ibn Majah, but I think it's nasai Usually when they talk about the five, those are the five. Ibn Majah is kind of like number six. So um, I, I love this text for a number of reasons. Number one is that it gives you the hadith of the Prophet wasallam brought from all of these different sources. So it kind of, you know, uh, bring brings it together and gives you kind of like the core ahadith uh, in all of the sources. And number two is that his commentary is just enough. It's just enough to unlock things that need to be unlocked and doesn't go beyond that. Rahimahullah ta'ala. So we're going to begin. It's called, Ittaj means the crown. That's why the um, the flyer said the crown. And we're going to read from this section that is uh, the section on fasting, Kitab al-Siyam, and what comes after it from Ramadan and Taraweeh and everything else. I think it's about 50 pages. So we'll see how far we can get. Um, yeah, it goes to page 99. So... Um, So we'll see, inshallah, what comes from it. Uh, Ahlam has has put in the chat box there a link to 
the PDF. The PDF is in Arabic. Uh, I don't know of an English translation of this text. It's a quite big text, so you know translations are more rare when the text is that big. The individual books of Hadith are translated, but you know to bring them all together is another thing. In any case, let us begin. Inshallah, bi asanidina al mutasida ila ashab sunan naqul kitabu siyami bismillahir rahmanir rahim kitabu siyami wa fihi thamaniyatu abwabin wa khatima the book of fasting and in it there are eight sections and a conclusion in it there are eight sections and a conclusion al bab al awwal fi fardiyati sawmi ramadan the first chapter is on the obligation of fasting the month of Ramadan. So, on the obligation of fasting the month of Ramadan. Um, if we can kind of remind ourselves as we're opening this that human beings have a need to worship their Lord, we have a deep, deep sense of the necessity of our worship of our Lord. And were it not for the Prophet wasallam, we don't know how to do that. And the Prophet wasallam himself is retreating to the cave of Hira. He's uh, contemplating, he's thinking, he's turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, knowing that Allah is real and exists, but not knowing exactly how he should worship him wasallam, And then he's chosen as, an, or he's... Um, given the task of being Khatim al-Nabiyyin as being the seal of the messengers sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and in doing so he teaches us teaches his companions and all those who come afterwards how it is that we are to worship our Lord and so really we're I think sometimes we forget because maybe we're raised as Muslims or we're accustomed to these kind of things that the reality of the human being is that we are we are we are um, reaching in the dark We know deep down inside That Allah is true and exists God is true But we're grasping in the dark To figure out how it is that we are supposed Who he exactly is How it is that we're supposed to know him How it is that we are supposed to worship him What are the secrets that he has put in his creation Subhana And when the Prophet wasallam Comes to us He comes to us with this great gift of the month of Ramadan, of the f- daily prayers, of the words of dhikr, La ilaha illallah, alhamdulillah. You know, in the hadith, these are not little things. When he says, alhamdulillah, tamla'ul mizan, just saying alhamdulillah fills the scales. Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, they fill everything that is in the skies and everything that is in the universe. If we don't know these words. It is Al-Habib Al-Mustafa وسلم, who brings us these words and tells us, your God is one, you should say, La ilaha illallah, wahidu. As, you know, affirm his oneness, subhanah. He's the one, sallallahu alayhi wa who comes to us and tells us that La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah is kenzun min kunuz al-jannah. That to be able to say La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah That there is no might or power except by Allah That is a treasure from the treasures of paradise So sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 
Uh, who are we to deserve to know what a treasure from the treasures of paradise are? When he says, Subhanallah wa bihamdi, Subhanallah al Azim, are heavy on the scales and beloved to Ar Rahman. Habibatani il Ar Rahmani, Thakilatani fin Mizani, Khafifatani ala lisani, Subhanallah wa bihamdi, Subhanallah al Azim. That to say these statements, it's, it's light on the tongue, it's heavy on the scales, and it's beloved to Ar Rahman. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are these are secrets. You know, sometimes we don't we don't realize this is a secret. You have people travel into mountains, they look for things, they travel into distant places, immerse themselves in studies and books and everything else to know that this is la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah is a treasure from the treasures of Jannah. How do we know that? We know it from the preservation of the teaching of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. You know, sometimes we, we, we forget, and this is, I think, in my opinion, a key to Ramadan. We forget what this whole thing is about. You know, say that Islam is a, is, is a way of life. Of course it is. Islam is, we make it an identity. We make it a fashion statement. We make it um, a political platform. We make it all of these things. Not to say that it isn't. Whatever, those are different conversations. But the point is that the absolute reality of the messengership of the Prophet them is to teach people how to know their Lord. That is the, the, the end game is to know one's Lord. The end game is not to be the Lord. It is to know the Lord, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we know that through the gift of the Prophet them. And so, you know, when we read these things, we need to read them with the heart and the mind of devotion. Like this is the teach this is the prophetic teaching. <laughs> Just kind of like let that sink in for for a moment. You know, this is the prophetic teaching. This is the teaching of the final messenger. All of the prophets through all of human history who called their people, who guided their people, who did what they did, all of them are culminating with Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So, you know, like, I think it's just something that's important. When I, when I read a hadith, that is no trivial matter. I mean, who in, in all of history can you pick up a book, five volumes, and read? Like his hair was like this, and his walk was like this, and his speech was like this, and this happened, and that happened. and so I mean, you're going to see one of the first narrations here in this section is so beautiful. I mean, as we said on Sunday, who is Sayyidun Kaunaini wa Thaqalaini wa Fariqaini min Urban wa min Ajimi, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Muhammadun Sayyidun Kaunaini. He's the Sayyid of the Kaunain. He's the Sayyid of all of the people, of all of the creation, of this life and the next life, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So, kind of like, let's try to nastashir, nastashir, be like we try to have that feeling and we keep it, keep it inside of us. Al Babul Awalu fi Fardiyati Sawmi Ramadan. The first section is on the obligation of fasting in the month of Ramadan. Qalallahu ta'ala, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu kutiba alaykum usiyamu kama kutiba ala ladhina min qablikum la'allakum tattaqoon. 
ayyaman ma'dudat. Ve kâle teâlâ şehru ramadân ellezî unzile fîhin Kur'an-ı hudan linnâsi ve beyyinât ve beyyinâtin minel hudâ vel furqân femen şehide minkumuş şahra felyasum. So he said, Subhana, glorified and exalted is he. O you who believe, fasting is prescribed for you as it has been prescribed for those before you so that you may attain taqwa. So sometimes we look at it, we're like, oh, you know, this is the goal of Ramadan. Of course it's the goal of Ramadan, but that's not the point. The point is, if we go back, take it from the perspective of the seeker. The seeker is saying, I know that Allah exists. I know that this creation has a purpose. How do I get closer to Him? How do I make my relationship with Him tighter? How do I have that taqwa? How do I have that taqwa? That's what the taqwa is, right? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Oh, you who believe, listen up. This fasting, this is your way. This is the way to the taqwa. And it's ayyamin ma'dudat. It's just a few days. And He said, subhanahu wa ta'ala, glorified and exalted is He, shahru Ramadan. The month of Ramadan is, where, is the one wherein the Qur'an was revealed as a guidance to people and a clarification of how they should be and a criterion distinguishes between right and wrong so whoever reaches the month then let them fast it and this is in Surah Al-Baqarah Surah Al-Baqarah uh, I don't have the verse number but it's like I don't recall somewhere around the middle I think first hadith عن, uh, عن Anas ibn Malik radiallahu anhu قال Nuhina and Nasala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on shay. I'll read some of these hadith are longer, in which case I'll read the Arabic and then I'll read the uh, I'll translate it like piece by piece. Rather than reading the whole thing because it'll be kind of long. Um, and I want to read the Arabic because this is part of the preservation of the tradition and there's a barakah in that. There's a blessing in the Arabic and it's beautiful. Wallahi it's beautiful. It's it's like uh uh, when you read the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, you you can taste its beauty. It's I don't know how to say it even in English. Like there's just a, there's a taste to it. it. Tastes so nice. And Anas ibn Malik radiyallahu an Anas ibn Malik narrates, we were prohibited, we were prohibited, the Sahaba. We were not allowed to ask the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam about anything. And this relates to the verse that. He says will come later in the in in the book, but on the verse that says "La tasalu an ashya in don't ask about things. If you're informed about them, you will regret it. So the idea here is not that they can't ask anything, but it's that the the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam have been taught, have been instructed even by Allah, to have a level of adab in the way that they ask their questions. And don't ask too many questions. You know, if something really needs to be clarified, ask the question. Otherwise, know that Allah and His Messenger are going to tell you what you need to know. Don't ask too much because then you create problems. And uh, this is, you know, kind of true. There's two extremes on the spectrum. There's not asking enough and there's asking too much. And the companions are being gently guided towards asking the right amount but not asking too much. So anyways, he says, فَكَانَ يُعْجِبُنَا أَنْ يَجِيءَ الرَّجُلُ الْعَاقِلُ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْبَادِيَةِ he says, so we used to enjoy it, it used to make us happy, when an intelligent person from the people of the, the desert, basically the Badia, the Bedouins, 
outside Medina, the people would come from outside Medina, and there's an intelligent person, and he asked the Prophet ﷺ a question, and we can listen. So we used to enjoy that. This is—it's like the the people of the desert too. They were they were strong. So he says the man comes, and he says, "Ya Muhammad, Ya Muhammad." He addresses him straight, "Ya Muhammad, sallallahu alaihi wasallam." It feels kind of like shy to even say it. So your messenger came to us, and he claimed to us that you claim that Allah sent you. The Prophet ﷺ said, he's spoken the truth. So the Bedouin man, he said, so who created the heavens? Who created the sky? He said, Allah. He said, who created the earth? He said, Allah. The Prophet ﷺ said, Allah. He said, who created these mountains, placed these mountains the way they are and made them the way that they are? He said, Allah. Because you see like the setup. He said, قَالَ فَبِالَّذِي خَلَقَ السَّمَاءِ وَخَلَقَ الْأَرْضِ وَالنَّصْبَ هَذِهِ الْجِبَالِ he said, so by the one who created the heavens and created the earth and placed these mountains in it, is it Allah who sent you? The Prophet ﷺ said, yes. قال وزعم رسولك أن علينا زكاة في أموالنا قال صدق قال فبالذي أرسلك الله أمرك بهذا قال نعم قال وزعم رسولك أن علينا صوم الشهر رمضان في سنتنا قال صدق قال فبالذي أرسلك الله أمرك بهذا قال نعم قال وزعم رسولك أن علينا حج البيت من استطاع إليه سبيلا قال صدق قال ثم ولا قال قال والذي بعثك بالحق so this is what the man said. I'll translate it now. He said, uh, He said, Your messenger claims that upon us is five prayers in every day and night. He said, That's, that's correct. He said, uh, so, the, so, uh, so by the one who sent you, is it Allah who commanded you this? He said, Yes. He said, Your messenger claims that we have to pay zakat for our money. He said, it's true. He said, I ask you by Allah, the one who sent you, is, is it, or by the one who sent you, is it Allah who commanded you to this? He said, yes. He said, your messenger says that we have to fast in the month of Ramadan. He said, it's true. He said, so by the one who sent you, is it Allah who commanded you this? This is a serious conversation, right? This is a serious matter. It's, it's, it's a very serious business. So he says, yes, it's true. It's from Allah. He says, your messenger says that we have to make hajj to the house if we're able to do so. He said, that's true. Then the man, he turned and he, went, he started to go away. And he said, by the one who sent you with the truth, I will not do anything more than this and I will not do anything less than this. فَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمَ he said, if he has spoken the truth, he will enter paradise. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. If he's spoken the truth, he will enter paradise. How did the Prophet Sallallahu deal with the new convert? The new convert asked him, Are these the five pillars? 
Prophet said, yes, these are the five pillars. He said, I can't do anything more than that. He said, if it's true, you're going to Jannah. He didn't tell him, and you know what? There's this one etiquette where you do this, and like it's this really fine detail. If you do it, all the aunties will be happy. And if they don't, then if you don't, then everyone's going to be upset with you. No, these are the five pillars. You do your five pillars. Khalas, leave. This is it right now. Do the five pillars. And if you're truthful about your five pillars, you're going to paradise. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Here's the epic part. Wazada fi riwayah. In another narration of this hadith, that it is added. فَقَالُ الرَّجُلُ آمَنْتُ بِمَا جِئْتَ بِهِ وَأَنَا رَسُولُ مَنْ وَرَائِ مِنْ قَوْمِ In one narration the man said, I believe in what you brought, and I am the messenger of my people behind me. I believe in what you brought, and I am the messenger of my people behind me. رضي الله عنهم you see now why he's asking the questions and why he's asking them the way he is when he it's not just he who's going to accept Islam they know what they're getting themselves into he's just confirming this is what it is right let me make sure my understanding is correct okay I believe in what you brought and so does everyone from my tribe and then he says and look what he tells him. He says, I am Dimam ibn Thalaba. That's who I am. The brother of the tribe of, of Sa'ad ibn Bakr. The tribe of Sa'ad ibn Bakr is who? They're the people the Prophet grew up with. So he kind of like ends the conversation with Hanima Asadiya. Hanima Asadiya. She's from Sa'ad. So he says, this, he ends the conversation with this like, look, and we're actually, we're not so distant. Actually close to you. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rawahun khamsa illa Abu Dawood. All the five narrated it except for Abu Dawood. So Bukhari, Muslim, Tirmidhi, and Nasa'i. An Abi Hurairah radiallahu anhu an al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qal Atakum Ramadan Shahrun Mubarakun Faradallahu azza wa jalla alaykum siyamahu tufatahu fihi abu abu samaa wa tughalaku fihi abu abu al-jahim وَتُغَلُّ فِيهِ مَرَدَةُ الشَّيَاطِينَ وَلِلَّهِ فِيهِ لِلَّهِ فِيهِ لَيْلَةٌ خَيْرٌ مِنْ أَلْفِ شَهْرٍ فَمَنْ حُرِمَ خَيْرَهَا فَقَدْ حُرِمَ فَمَنْ حُرِمَ خَيْرَهَا فَقَدْ حُرِمَ He said, Anas Abu Huraira رضي الله تعالى عنه said that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said the month of Ramadan has come to you and it is a blessed month. Allah has made obligatory in it fasting. In it, the doors of paradise are opened, and the doors of the hellfire are slammed shut. And the uh, the evil shayateen, the evil jinn, are chained up. There's many different interpretations on that, but, um, you know, just know that there's multiple interpretations on that. Lillahi fihi laylatun khayru min For Allah in that month, of Ramadan, there's a night, it's better than a thousand months. You know what it is. Uh, uh, the Laylatun Qadr is better than a thousand months. The night of decree. The night of decree. And he says about it, in, in the month of Ramadan, there's this night, it's better than a thousand months. 
Whoever hurima khayraha faqad hurim. Whoever was uh, blocked from its good, whoever was prevented from its good, they're the one who's truly been prevented. They're the one who's truly been prevented. A gate was put between them and good. This is why we always ask Allah to give us tawfiq. It's the tawfiq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that allows us to benefit from things. It's a gift from Allah. You know, we have adab insha'Allah and Allah will open these doors for us. But what's what's better than to be given the, the tawfiq to be able to worship Allah on Laylatul Qadr? And you know, subhanAllah, sometimes we're prevented from things. And we pray that Allah doesn't prevent us from the doors of good. وعن النضر ابن شيبان رضي الله عنه قال قلت لأبي سلمة This is a beautiful one too. Look at the, the subtlety and the uh, chain of narration. قلت لأبي سلمة ابن عبد الرحمن حدثني بشيء سمعته من أبيك سمعه أبوك من رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ليس بين أبيك وبين رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أحد في شهر رمضان so it says that another Ibn Shayban, Allah be pleased with him, he said, I said to Abu Salama Ibn Abdurrahman, Abu Salama, the son of Abdurrahman, tell me a hadith that you heard from your father, who heard from the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and there is no one between him and the Messenger of Allah about the month of Ramadan. Yeah, look how detailed it is, right? It says, I want to know a hadith. You heard it from your father, and your father heard it directly from the Prophet them. no one between them, and it's about Ramadan. So he said, Naam, okay, I'll give you one. Hadathani Abi, Qala Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Inna Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala farada siyama Ramadan alaykum, wa sanantu lakum qiyama. فَمَنْ صَامَهُ وَقَامَهُ إِمَانًا وَاحْتِسَابًا خَرَجَ مِنْ ذُنُوبِهِ كَيَوْمِ وَلَدَتُ أُمُّهُ He said, okay, I'll give you the hadith. My father said to me that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said, Verily Allah, blessed and exalted is He, has obligated upon you the month of Ramadan to fast it. And I have made it a practice of the month of Ramadan to stand in it. Meaning, Allah obligated the fasting and I set the precedent for the prayer in the night, the tarawih. Sanantu. Sanantu lakum qiyamah. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he has this, you know, he has this ability. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So I established this, that you will pray in it. Uh, and that it will be a highly recommended thing, not obligatory. So whoever fasts in Ramadan and stands in Ramadan out of belief and out of hope for Allah's reward, then they will leave their sins like the, the they will leave their sins, meaning their sins will be gone from them, and they will be like the day that their mother bore them. They will be like the day that their mother bore them. So the person comes into Ramadan and they bear all of these sins with them and all of everything with them. And they it's like you're going through the spiritual car wash. <laughs> you come into, you come to the door of the car wash. It says green light. You pass through. You take your different spots on the journey of the car wash, and you come out, and the car is clean. The person comes into the Ramadan. The green light comes. You see the moon. Alhamdulillah. And you go into the month. The month starts to do its work. 
I'm sitting, I'm standing here, Allah. I'm waiting. I'm standing here and I'm doing what I'm... I fasted, I'm praying, I'm fasting, I'm praying, I'm fasting, I'm praying. Allah, the rest is up to you. And then they leave the month coming out fully clean like the day that they were born. Sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam. Al-Babu Thani fi Fada'ili Sawm. Al-Babu Thani fi Fada'ili Sawm. عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول قال الله تعالى كل عمل ابن آدم له إلا الصيام فإنه لي وأنا أجزي به والصيام جنة وإذا كان يوم صوم أحدكم فلا يرفث ولا يسخب فإن سابه أحد أو قاتله فليقول إني امرأ صائم والذي نفس محمد بيده لخلوف فم الصائم أطيب عند الله من ريح المسك للصائم فرحتان يفرحهما إذا أفطر فرح وإذا لقي ربه فرح بصومه صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم أبو هريرة نريت ست المسنجر of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم said that Allah says Every action of the son of Adam is for them, except for fasting. It is for me, and I reward for it. It's a famous hadith, right? Famous hadith of Ramadan. But I want us to consider that one of the things about fasting, if we really kind of like... Mm, how do I say... We want to try to enter into the khalwa of fasting. Okay, so the khalwa is like when you're in a place, a place of intimacy that's secluded. So famously, like that, a man and a woman don't have khalwa with each other except that shaitan is their third. So the, a man and woman who are not related to one another. Who are marriageable to one another are not supposed to be secluded in a place with nobody else around. This is the hadith of the Prophet. That's one type of khalwa. But just to give an idea of the thing. But they use khalwa also in spiritual terminology to talk about when a person is by themselves with Allah. The Prophet, when he was in the cave of Hira, he's in a khalwa. He's in a khalwa with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We want to try and enter into the khalwa of fasting. Now one of the things to consider is that whenever we're doing any type of worship there's a khalwa to it. There's an element of it that there's a khalwa between us and Allah in that act of worship because no matter how in front of people it is the state of the person's heart in front of Allah is just them and Allah. Nobody else is looking at that. You know one of the beautiful things they say about the dua of the heart that the tongue doesn't that doesn't even come off the tongue. Mouth is closed. The dua is being made with the heart. It has no witness except for Allah. Even the angels. It's a dua. The angels don't even write it down. They don't see it. But Allah. It's between the person and Allah. So most deeds. Though they're, re they're relatively short. Like I might do something. And then I do something else. And I do something else. And so on and so forth. Fasting is very long comparatively. Right. So to enter into the khalwa of fasting is to enter into this no matter what I'm doing throughout the day I am in my fast it's just me and Allah In my fast it's just me and Allah 
So now you think about everything that they do is for them. But fasting, it's for me. And I reward it. Why? Because that whole fast is like an intimate conversation sitting in front of Allah. And standing in front of Allah. And working in front of Allah. And dealing with people in front of Allah. And going through whatever we're going through in front of Allah. But our body is in front of the people. And our heart is in front of Allah. That the person is in batin. That they're present in front of everyone and they're completely detached from everyone. Because as the body is outside, but the heart is in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he says everything is for them except for this fasting, it's for me, and I reward for it. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why also some of the righteous people they took fasting very very seriously and they did their fasting in a way that nobody knew we shouldn't go overboard with this you know there are hadith where a person tells other people that they're fasting right like the person is invited and they say I'm sorry I'm fasting you know may Allah bless you there's a dua for that but um but I think I mentioned in one of the classes I was reading the biography of Imam Al-Marghinani who's the author of Al-Hidayah which is like famous advanced text in the Hanafi school and it was said about him that he fasted for decades and decades and decades and nobody knew to the point that his servant who was making the food and putting the food in front of him when he's teaching and stuff the food would come and he would subtly distribute it to all the students and everything and they would all eat from it and he wouldn't touch it. So every single day, the servant is bringing out food and the servant thinks that he's eating every day. But he's actually not eating every for, for years. You know? uh, subhanAllah, people had himma. People had himma. They had high aspirations. We have to have high aspirations with Allah. Like we don't want to break ourselves, but we should push ourselves. And we want to have asp- we want to be good. We want to be we want to be close to Allah. We want to do good things. We want to struggle in the way of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. And put that effort in, you know. Um, you know Subhanallah Imam At-Tabari radiyallahu an the the great mufassir and mu'arrikh, the historian and commentator on the Quran. Uh, he 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 said to his students, he said I want to write a tafsir. And um you know, they said, okay, what do you have in mind? He said, I have in mind maybe like 30,000 pages. And they're like, Shaykh, it's a lot, you know. <laughs> and he's like, subhanAllah, da'ufat al-himam. You know, people have lost their aspirations. They don't have any, <laughs> they don't want to do anything anymore. <laughs> they just want to like host clubhouse meetings over and over again. They don't want to like really, really like get into it and do it and work. You know, may Allah help us. I'm not saying that I do. But I've seen people that uh, have tremendous himma, tremendous himma, spiritual aspiration. I don't know why I'm saying this. Inshallah, may Allah give it to us. As-siyamu, as-siyamu jannah, as-siyamu jannah. Fasting is a shield. Fasting is a shield. وَإِذَا كَانَ يَوْمُ أَحْرِكُمْ If it is a day of fasting of anyone, then they shouldn't say foul things, and they shouldn't yell. They shouldn't raise their voice. 
They shouldn't speak in ways that are foul, and they shouldn't raise their voice. And if anyone curses them or tries to fight with them, then they should say, I am a person who's fasting. A lot of times people understand this, that you're supposed to say it to the person. It's not the idea. <laughs> like someone starts getting upset, and you're like, Ana imra'un sa'im. Ana imra'un sa'im. The khaliq mechanic, Ana imra'un sa'im. It's not what, <laughs> it's not necessarily what's being said. Maybe that's an interpretation, but that's not what I've seen in the books, like, some of the commentaries what this means is you say to yourself I'm fasting and you fight yourself you say to yourself I'm fasting and you fight yourself here in the commentary he says um, where did he go uh, that in it there's a repelling of the nafs and a uh, quieting of the heart in saying that to oneself there's you're talking to yourself I'm fasting no, I can't do this right now I'm fasting there's supposed to be this in- internal discourse and he said and by the one and by the by the one who Muhammad them is in his hand the breath on the mouth of the fasting person is sweeter to Allah than the smell of cologne the best cologne misk it's sweeter to Allah than that Again, does that mean you should go and like breathe in people's faces or purposely have bad breath? That's not the point. The point is that there are material realities to things and there are spiritual realities to things. There are material realities to things and there are spiritual realities to things. The material reality of fasting is that one's breath usually doesn't smell so good. The spiritual reality of fasting is that that is the sweetest smell in all of existence. And, and it's, it's sweeter to Allah than the most beautiful smell And we always want to نَغْلِبْ الْرُوحَانِ عَلَى الْمَادِ نَغْلِبْ الْرُوحَانِ عَلَى الْمَادِ The spiritual, we want the spiritual to be victorious over the material The words of uh, The words of Brother Ali I don't got a soul, I am a soul that got a body. Or I don't have a soul. You know, people say, I have a soul, have a soul, he has a soul, or whatever. He says, I don't have a soul, I am a soul that has a body. Alright, so one takes priority over the other, one is more prominent than the other. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us basira, give us spiritual sight. And the fasting person has two happinesses. The happiness that they attain when they break their fast and the happiness that they attain when they meet their Lord and they get the reward of their fast. The happiness they attain when they meet their Lord and they get the reward of their fast. And in another narration it adds, all of the deeds of the children of Adam are multiplied. The good, do, the good deed is multiplied from 10 to 700 times. 10 to 700 times. Okay. How many bounties have you given us, Allah? قَالَ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلَّ إِلَّا الصَّوْمِ and in this narration, this extra narration, it says that it goes from every good deed is ten to seven hundred times, and then Allah said, except for fast, it's for fasting, it's for me. 
I give what I want for it, indicating that it's even greater than that. Because the person gives up their desires and they give up their food for my sake. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَعَنْهُ يعني من عن أبو هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه قال إذا جاء رمضان فتحت أبواب الجنة وغلقت أبواب النار وسفرت الشياطين and Abu Huraira narrated that when Ramadan comes the doors of paradise are open and the doors of hellfire are swung closed and the shayateen are locked up واللفظ الترمذي إذا كان أول ليلة من شهر رمضان سفرت الشياطين ومردت الجن وغلقت أبواب النار فلم يفتح منها باب وفتحت أبواب الجنة فلم يغلق منها باب وينادي مناد يا باغي خير أقبل ويا باغي الشر أقصر ولله عتقاء من النار وذلك كل وذلك كل ليلة من شهر رمضان صلى الله عليه وسلم he said in another narration, when the first night of Ramadan comes, the shayateen are locked up and the doors of hellfire are closed and the doors of paradise are opened. Um, uh, the doors of hellfire are closed, not a single one opens. And the doors of paradise are open and not a single one of them is closed. And a caller calls out, Ya baghiyan khair aqbil O you who is seeking good, come forth. Again, this idea of himma. O you who is seeking good, come forth. And O you who is seeking bad, then, uh, you know, don't, uh, this is not the time for it. Stop it. This is not the time for it. Stop it. Um, and Allah has those who are saved from the fire in that month, and that is in every night. Every night of the month there are people who are written to be saved from the fire. And, you know, and khair, may Allah make us from them, the people who seek good in Ramadan. عن سهل رضي الله تعالى عنه أو I missed one وعنه عن أبي هريرة I believe I think it's still أبو هريرة عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال من صام رمضان إيمان واحتساب غفر له ما تقدم من ذنبه the one who fasts in Ramadan with belief in Allah and hoping for his reward then they are forgiven that which came before from their sins also a famous hadith of Ramadan but we have to seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this month عن سهل رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم قال إن في الجنة بابا يقال له الريان إن في الجنة بابا يقال له الريان يدخل منه الصائمون يوم القيامة لا يدخل معهم أحد غيرهم يقال أين الصائمون فيدخلون منه فإذا دخل آخرهم أغلق فلم يدخل منه أحد said, Sahil said رضي الله عنه that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said in paradise there is a door it is called الريان الريان the people who are fasting, they will enter from it on the Day of Judgment. And nobody will enter from it except for them. It will be said, where are those who are regular in their fasting? And they will enter from it. And then when the last of them enters, the doors will be closed and nobody else will go through it. That door is special for them. That door is special for them. Why this is moving to me? Let me just say this. Ar-rayyan, what does it mean? 
and for some reason I never thought about what does this mean subhanallah in the commentary he says it a rayyan is from a ray or is it a ri I think it's a ray um, which is the word that relates to like irrigation you know like the water it's watered so why is it called a rayyan because the people who are fasting usually they face some sort of thirst so Allah gave them a door that quenches their thirst this is the door this is the door by which those who thirst who are thirsty in the life of this world will be quenched a quenching that will leave nothing uh, to be desired in the hereafter and uh, you know I was just sitting earlier with with the book and I was sitting at the table and I just looked down on this page and the my eyes fell on the page to the piece of the statement Baban yuqalu lahu ar-rayyan Baban yuqalu lahu ar-rayyan A door Which is called ar-rayyan And it just made me think of Shaykh Ahmed Taha ar-rayyan Allah yirhamu You know That is a door These people are doors They're doors by which we enter into proximity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then, it, and then when I read the commentary on the meaning too, I was like, subhanAllah, like, the seeker of knowledge comes. And the seeker of knowledge is looking for knowledge, and they're looking for khashya, which is the, which is the, which is the, uh, the mark of true scholarship. They're looking for khashya, this, this awe and fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a presence with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you know, Sheikh Rayyan was that. He was a, a, a mountain of knowledge, uh, humbled with khashya, subhanAllah, humbled with fear of Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it just made me think like, you know, the student of knowledge would go to him and their thirst would be quenched. And when the fasting person goes to the door of Rayyan, their thirst is quenched. SubhanAllah. عن حذيفة رضي الله عنه قال قال عمر من يحفظ حديث النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في الفتنة قال حذيفة أنا سمعته يقول فتنة الرجل في أهله وماله وجاره تكفرها الصلاة والصيام والصدقة قال ليس أسأل عن ذي إنما أسأل عن التي تموج كما يموج البحر <coughs> So it's narrated by حذيفة رضي الله تعالى عنه who said, Sayyidina Umar radiallahu an asked the people, who memorizes from the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam something about fitna, something about trials and tribulations. Hudayfa said, I heard the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say, the trial of a person, a man in his wealth, and in his family, and in his neighbor, meaning the mistakes that they have, the shortcomings that they have, and that, so on and so forth, to kafiruha as-salatu wa-siyam wa-sadaqa, are expiated by the person's prayer and their fasting and their charity. Sayyidina Umar said, that's not what I'm asking about. I'm asking about the kind of tribulation that comes one wave after the next. A wave after the next, crashing into you, crashing into you. What are these, what are these tribulations? Who knows anything about it? قَالْ He said, between us and that, is a door that is shut. 
Hudayfa said to Sayyidina Umar, between us and that is a door that is shut. So Sayyidina Umar said, Qala fayuftahu aw yuksar. He said, is it, is, it, is it opened or is it broken? And the door is locked and it's closed. And that's what's stopping us from this fitna that's going to come. So he said, is it opened or is it broken down? Qala yuksar. He said, it is broken. And then Sayyidina Umar said, that is the kind of thing that cannot be shut until the Day of Judgment. And like, if the door is broken, you can't close it again. But if the door was closed, it opened, and then you close it. But he said, it's broken. So now you're like, say you're watching this, you're like, okay, him and Omar are having this discussion about this door and how it's, how is it broken or is it, is it opened? Like, what's the deal with this? فَقُلْنَ لِمَسْرُوقِ سَلْهُ أَكَانَ عُمَرُ يَعْلَمُ مَنِ الْبَابِ فَسَأَلَهُ فَقَالَ نَعَمْ كَمَا يَعْلَمُ أَنَّ دُونَ غَدٍ الْلَيْلَةِ They said to Masruq, who was, who heard this from Hudayfa. Okay, they said that Masruq who heard this from Hudayfa, Sayyidina Hudayfa radiallahu anhu. They said, ask him, did Omar know who was this door? Did Omar know who was this door? Manil Bab. He said so he asked him, and he said, Yes. As you know that the night comes uh, before the day. Like as you know that the night comes before the day, he knew who the door was. Who was the door? The door is Sayyidina Umar himself The door is Sayyidina Umar himself That's why they're having this conversation that way He knows who the door is So when he asks him Is it broken or is it opened He knows also that he's going to be killed That's the way he's going to go out عن جابر رضي الله عنه أن رجلا سأل النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال أرأيت إذا صليت الصلوات المكتوبات وسمت رمضان وأحلمت الحلال وحرمت الحرام ولم أزد على ذلك شيئا أدخل الجنة قال نعم قال والله لا أزيد على ذلك شيئا says the Sayyidina Jabir رضي الله عنه reported that a man came to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he said what do you think if I pray my obligatory prayers and I fast the month of Ramadan and I'm, I consider halal what is halal and I consider haram what is haram uh, and I don't do anything else do I enter paradise? he said yes he said wallahi I'm not going to do anything more than that <laughs> I love those narrations on Mu'adh ibn Jabal we're not going to read this one but I just want to start it and then we'll come back to it on Mu'adh ibn Jabal radiallahu ta'ala anhu qal kuntu ma'an nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fi safir فأصبحت يوما قريبا منه ونحن نسير فقلت يا رسول الله أخبرني بعمل يدخلني الجنة ويباعدني عن النار قال لقد سألتني عن عظيم وإنه ليسير على من يسر الله يسره الله عليه This is where we'll stop because this is beautiful it's like the cliffhanger okay 
Sayyidina Mu'adh radiallahu an says, I was with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on a journey. And one morning when we were traveling, I found myself close to him. So it's the morning time, Nasir, they're traveling together. And he says, I found myself close to him. So I said to him, O Messenger of God, tell me about a deed. If I do it, it will enter me into paradise and it will distance me from the fire. And the Prophet ﷺ said to him, You have asked me about a great thing, like a major thing. And it is easy for the one upon whom Allah makes it easy. This is how he prefaces his answer, and then he gives him the answer, which we'll talk about next time, inshallah. He says, you asked me about a major thing, and it's easy for the one whom Allah makes it easy for them. هذا وصلى الله وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم الحمد لله رب العالمين. If there's any questions, uh, you can ask them, inshallah. <laughs> what you you want the answer? <laughs> what we don't get the answer? <laughs> Well, then that ruins the cliffhanger. Uh, maybe you won't come back next week if I tell you the answer. But it's kind of messed up to not give the answer. قال ثم تلا تتجافى جنوبهم عن المضاجع حتى بلغ يعملون ثم قال ألا أخبرك برأس الأمر وعموده وذروة سنامه قلت بلا يا رسول الله قال رأس الأمر الإسلام وعموده الصلاة وذروة سنامه الجهاد ثم قال ألا أخبرك بملاك ذلك كله قلت بلا يا نبي الله <coughs> فأخذ بلسانه وقال كف عليك هذا فقلت يا نبي الله وإنا لمؤاخذون بما نتكلم به فقال ثكلتك أمك يا معاذ وهل يكب الناس في النار على وجوههم أو على مناخرهم إلا حصائد ألسنتهم He said to him it's a major thing and it's easy for the one upon whom Allah makes it easy. You worship Allah and you don't associate partners with Him. And you establish the prayer and you give your zakat and you fast in Ramadan and you make hajj. Then He said, Should I not tell you about the doors of good? He said, Fasting is a shield and charity extinguishes sin the way water extinguishes fire. And the prayer of the person in the depths of the night is Shi'aru Salihin. It is the standard of the righteous. 
alamatuhum wa da'buhum it's their it's their sign and it's their way lum ja'alna minhum then he recited the verse their sides leave their resting places in surah as-sajda surah as-sajda tatajafa junubuhum 'anil madaji yad'una rabbahum khawfan wa tama'a wa mimma razaqnahum yunfiqun فَلَا تَعْلَمُوا نَفْسٌ مَا أُخْفِيَ لَهُمْ مِنْ قُرَّةِ أَعْيُنٍ جَزَاءً بِمَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ Allah their, their sides leave their sleeping places Calling upon their Lord out of fear and out of hope And they spend from that which they have been given And no soul knows what has been hidden from them from delights As a reward for what they used to do That's the verse about Qiyam al-Layl About standing in the night then he said, should I not tell you the, uh, like the head of this thing, and its pillar, and its peak? He said, yes, O Messenger of God. He said, the head of this thing is Islam, and its pillar is Salat, and its peak is Jihad, and its peak is Jihad. So now look at all the things we have here. It's a big thing. It's a big thing. But it's easy for the one whom Allah makes it easy for him. And he starts to say, You believe in Allah. You establish the prayer. You the five pillars. And fasting is a shield. And charity is a extinguishes fire. Praying in the night. Uh, Islam and jihad. And all of this, right? Then he said to him, Shall I not tell you? That which holds all of that together. So now you're like, whoa. All of it? So this is the way to do something that's going to get me close to paradise. And get me away from the fire. And it's going to help me hold together all of these things. What is it? The Prophet wasallam. he said, yes, O Prophet of God. The Prophet wasallam grabbed his own tongue. He grabbed his own tongue, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he told him, hold this. Hold this. He said, O Prophet of God, are we held accountable for the things that we say? He said, may your mother lose you, Mu'adh. It's not an actual dua, it's an expression. Okay? It's an expression of like, whoa, what do you mean? It's a surprise. Surprise expression. And may your mother lose you, Mu'adh. Is there anything that throws people into the fire on their faces and on their noses, like on their, just they're thrown face first into the fire, like the harvest of their tongues? Is there anything that gets people thrown into the fire like the harvest of their tongues? So, that's what it is. Sallallahu wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa anna astaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, we ask you Allah for tawfiq. We ask you Allah for tawfiq. We ask you Allah for tawfiq. We ask you Allah to guide us and to make it easy for us. To give us the ability to act upon that which we have been given from knowledge. 
to give us the capacity to act upon it. Ya Allah, Ya Rabb, Ya Rabb, Ya Rabb. Don't make us from those who carry books on their back but not in their hearts. Allah, don't make us from those whose hearts are not affected by what we learn. Allah, make us from those whose hearts are alive in remembrance and in worship and in obedience and in the spirit of devotion in the spirit of obedience and commitment and love and longing. Allah, make us from those who seek you and make us from those who turn to you and make us from those who yearn for you, Ya Allah. We ask you, Allah, to bless us in Rajab and to bless us in Shaban and to allow us to reach the month of Ramadan. Ya Rabbi, allow us to reach the month of Ramadan. Ya Rabbi, allow us to reach the month of Ramadan. And help us to leave from the month of Ramadan as if we were born anew, without any sins and with everything taken away, the feeling of being drawn closer to you, Subhana. Subhanak. We ask you, Allah, for all of the good that the month has to offer. And we seek refuge in you, Ya Allah, from the weaknesses and the deceptions of our own selves. We ask you, Allah, to be with us in all affairs, to heal those who are sick from our community and beyond, and to have mercy on those who have passed away. Allahumma ameen. Wa sallallahu wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam al-Fatiha. Any questions or comments or anything anyone has? If I can just ask what page numbers you were reading from tonight, Shay? I read from page. Sorry, I should have told you that in the beginning. I'm so sorry. Astaghfirullah. Uh, page 50. We started on page 50. Of the PDF. The first ten pages were not matching. We're not. Yeah, I'm so sorry. That was page fifty, and we stopped um, on fifty-seven. On fifty-seven. Yeah. So sorry. You could have interrupted me. Said I'm not finding it. Where is it? <laughs> I just, I'll read it later, inshallah. I was asking Ahlam, but it was just a lost cause. <laughs> yeah, no, just next time, just just, uh, just jump in. It's not a... You can ask anytime, inshallah. Sorry, I should have told you that in the beginning. Yeah, Kitab al-Siyam. Kitab al-Siyam, yeah. Okay, anyone else? Hafidhukumullah. Wallah, it's so good to be in everyone's company.